Hello and welcome to the London School of Theology podcast. You are listening to our weekly chapel service. In this episode, you'll be hearing from Reverend Alison Atkinson. London School of Theology. Forming disciples. Resourcing churches. Impacting society. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make us new? The child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary is one of the most attractive and to be emulated characters in scripture. No wonder that most of Christendom venerates her. Mary's life did not work out quite as she had planned. She was marrying the local carpenter. And um, I imagine that her mind was full of wedding plans. Time to get married quite recently. Caleb, you got married this year. How long had you and Alia had your head full of wedding plans? And <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. So I think we might equate Mary with Alia then in, <laughs> in that illustration. For those of you online that didn't hear that, um, Caleb said that Alia, who's his wife, had had her head full of wedding plans for about 22 years, in other words, her whole life, and uh, Caleb for about three weeks, which says quite a lot about his planning. And But Mary, I'm going to suggest with absolutely no biblical evidence at all, had her head full of wedding plans for however long you might want to think but I think at the time that we first meet her in scripture she's thinking how much wine do we have to order um what is what are the color schemes for the participants in the wedding and the tables and everything else and 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 how we're going to get the food and 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 how many people are going to invite or how many people will come because probably the whole village would come anyway And um, she was probably reasonably advanced in her planning of this. And then she met an angel. The same one we met last week, Gabriel, who comes with a massive and life-changing announcement of a miraculous conception. Life was not working out as she had planned it. Then subsequent to that, she becomes pregnant. She's a young woman at this stage. A first pregnancy, so there's quite a lot of women in our 
room this morning. I'm looking around. I know quite a few of you have been pregnant and had children. I have two. They're grown up and in their 30s now. Um, but I can still remember what it was like to be pregnant for the first time, to feel the changes that are going on in your body. And it's, 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 it's disconcerting. And, and she had absolutely not prepared for that. Maybe some of you have had unplanned pregnancies. Probably a fair number of us who've had babies here. Excuse me, men, if you're worried about somebody talking about babies and pregnancies and having sex, then, you know, well, tough. The, the, the changes that happen and the things that happen, if, if it's a planned pregnancy, you're a bit prepared for, you've thought a little bit about them. I mean, I was a doctor and had studied medicine and, and knew quite a lot about the changes that went on in your body. But when you experience it yourself, it's a bit different. And Mary was absolutely not prepared for that at all. I mean, she hadn't even gotten married yet. I suspect in her planning, for her, her previous planning had probably gone beyond the wedding. She would have expected probably to start having a family fairly soon after the wedding, whenever that was going to be. But she had not planned for a pregnancy right there and then, and she hadn't even had sex yet. So th there was a way in which her body was less prepared for pregnancy and labor and birth than all the other women in history. Not only that, her marriage, or her prospective marriage, was in doubt. Her reputation was at risk. Fortunately, Joseph, prompted by angels and dreams, stepped up and stood by her. And, and this whole sort of reputational damage, she was aware, because we read it, Esther read it there in, in her song, that future generations would call her blessed. She knew there was great blessing in this. The angel had uh, announced that to her, that she was not pregnant with just any old child. She was pregnant with the Son of God. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. He will be called the Son of God. And she says, all generations will call me blessed. How did she take in this momentous promise of the angel which would change her life forever? She says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me according to your word. And her song illustrates that she has believed God. She's aware of her and her son's place in human history and in God's plan. And she knows that God uses humble people like her over arrogant human rulers and turns round, turns upside down human uh, priorities and plans often. Nothing is impossible 
with God. Well, pregnancy is a time of hopes and fears, I suggest. There's a wonderful line in a carol, which we will sing a bit later. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee, talking of to Bethlehem, the town. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. And if any time is a time of hopes and fears, I think pregnancy is it, because there are great hopes, looking forward with great anticipation. And here I will bring in Caleb again, because not only did you get married this year, but now expecting a baby. Wonderful stuff. And I imagine you've got loads of hopes for the future, and so has Alia. And you've got hopes that, um, that, that encompass perhaps how the birth will be, and she's probably got a birth plan already and working out who's going to be there and, you know, where she'll, she'll have the baby and, and how that will happen and what kind of pain relief she might like and all those sort of things. And again, if you've been pregnant, you'll have probably made birth plans. And I suspect that Mary made a birth plan. I mean, she was marrying the carpenter, so I think Joseph's made a lovely wooden crib to put the baby in. I think she's got her mum lined up to be her birth companion and the local midwife and working out exactly, you know, which room will she be in and getting her comfortable things all together and, and all of that. And the last thing that she wanted to do would be in late pregnancy to undertake an arduous journey to a city that she didn't know, where there was no accommodation arranged. And suddenly her hopes for that event it must have turned into some fears. I think there are some fears in pregnancy as well because while you look forward to the event, you know that there's going to be pain involved. And you know that you're bringing a child into an uncertain world. Sorry, Caleb, you can not listen to this if you want to. But we don't know exactly how things are going to work out. We have our hopes and our plans, but we know that they may not work out like that. We know there's an element of risk and an element of danger. And even more so in Mary's day than in our day. Element of danger for both mother and child. And then she has the, the promises for how, who her son would be and how he would grow up and, and how he fits into God's plan. And we see the little bit of it. I don't know if Gabriel told her any more than what we're told in Luke, but she gets all these amazing experiences surrounding the birth. And she thinks, what is going to happen here? How is this going to pan out? There must have been a degree of nervousness and indeed fear in the whole experience. She went through labour in the strange city, in the animal shelter, unsupported except by Joseph, 
don't know how helpful he was. He seems a good guy. In a, but in that cold, unsterile environment, not quiet and still as in the carols. Silent night, I think not, actually. In the dirt, I mean, honestly, again, forgive me if you haven't been through this, but actually giving birth is quite a dirty experience as well. There's a lot of body fluids and all sorts of other things that need to be cleared up at the end. It wasn't quiet and still, it was bloody and loud. And she went through that to bring into the world her child that got laid not in Joseph's wonderfully constructed wooden crib that was left back in Nazareth, but in the animal's feeding box. And she did it. Do you know there's going to be labour pains before Jesus' second coming also? Jesus mentions this himself, Matthew 24. <clears throat> you will hear of wars and rumours of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, for the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of birth pains, the NIV says. Labor pains. The beginnings of the labor pains. And Mary's labor pains brought in to the world the Son of God. And the world's labour pains that I think we can see happening all around the world at the moment will bring into being. At some point, we know not when. Don't know how long this is going to go on for. But will culminate in the second coming of the Son of God. Mary was sustained in her labour by the promises of God. And Luke tells us twice that she treasured up the experiences that she went through at that time. And she pondered them in her heart. I love that. It's one of the many things I love about Mary. She didn't let go of those experiences. She pondered them. Throughout her life, she must have gone back to those experiences and said, and, and found yet more meaning in them. They would keep her faithful through many, many reverses in the next 30 odd years. The sword would, as Simeon predicted, pierce her own soul too. But she believed that what God said would come to pass. 
So I want to thank God for Mary. And I want to hold her up as an example of faith, of perseverance, of courage, of knowledge that things would not be easy, but that she would indeed go through with her commitment that she gave to God through the angel. Let it be to me as you have said. Lord, grant us just a slice of Mary's faith, perseverance and courage for the things that face us and the things that face our world today. Amen. Thank you for listening to the London School of Theology podcast. To find out more about LSD and our courses, please visit our website.